Um, so I'm Terrilyn Minifield. I am Pastor Freddie's best friend and the object of his affection here on earth. So I am definitely happy to be here. We have six children. Um, we pastor Word Life Family Church here in Chandler, Arizona, and we've been married for 24 years. We just reached 24 years, so we're excited about that. And you may ask, what's the reason why I'm sharing all that with you? And number one reason is, is that when you spend time with someone and you get to know them a little bit better, it allows you to be able to know and have confidence in who they are. And that's the subject that God wanted me to talk about today was prayer. And when we spend time with him, we get to know him. And as we know him, we're confident in who he is. So I did a little bit of studying and, and found out some details that I'll go over and some scriptures that I'll reference as well. So if you'll just bear with me and come along with me, I'm sure that we'll spend some good time together in order to see what God would have us to do and concentrate on in, in this crazy world that we're in right now. So I agree with the prayer that Pastor Freddie had prayed before, so we could just get right into the word. So when I was looking at prayer, one of the definitions that I got was that it's a solemn request for help or expression of thanks addressed to God. So I looked at that definition and I thought, wow, that is so funny because that's part of what prayer is. But when you come into the understanding of knowing that you are a tripart being, you are a spirit, a soul, and a body, and that your spirit is be completely renewed and filled with all of the God that you'll ever need, you understand that prayer is more than just asking God what God would have for you. Prayer becomes a conversation between you and God where there is an exchange or a receiving from the Lord as far as you putting your petitions before him. So prayer has been absolutely amazing and it's critical for each and every believer that before you start jumping into the revelation of what you want God to show you, that you work on the fundamentals that God wants to build inside of you. So when we're talking about the fundamentals of what God wants to build inside of you, we're talking about just getting up before the Lord, talking to God, talking to him like he's your daddy. I have my father here in Arizona, and I talk to him every single day, and I'm excited about talking to him. And I think in the definition, when they talked about requesting for help and a solemnness, they're talking about the respect and the reverence of coming before the Lord and honoring him and approaching him because of who he is. And I have that reverence and respect and honor for my father that I approach him with love and kindness and understanding. And I have a reverence of how he's taking care of me and how devoted he is to me. But my father is my earthly father here. My heavenly father is even more of a respect and reverence for him. But I don't respect and reverence God that I come to him as a little small person serving God. I respect and reverence what he did for me, that he sent his son that I would die for me, that I would have life more abundantly here. So I come to him not as a big voice, but I come to him as a qualified voice to speak and understand what he's done for me. And because of that perspective, because understand your perspective becomes your reality, that perspective allows me to stand before him and not only tell him what's going on in my life, but tell him what I'm believing him for according to what his word says. It's so amazing to have a prayer life 
that's built on the foundation of your lifestyle and your relationship with God, that it becomes an exchange where you not only hear from the Lord, you get instructions to do for the Lord what he would have you to. You get instructions to be able to live your life out, that no matter the craziness around you, and we have a lot of crazy going on right now in the world around us, we can stand on the found, firm foundation of what he's ministered to us and the time in which we spent with him. So I just want to go back just a couple minutes just to make sure that people understand that, you know, a lot of people in the world will try to look at your prayer life for the time that you spend in order to digest and say, well, you're getting your instructions from God. You're not getting instructions. How can you have this aloof belief in, in an entity that you can't reach out and touch? And I just want you to know and remind those that need to know that God is a God that's full and complete. He's a God that thought about you before you were even in your mother's womb. He's a God that sent his son in order to die, that you not only have life to exist, but you have it abundantly here and no mask is required. Now I'm not speaking against anything that our authorities have said that we need to do because that's wisdom. It's wisdom in this world of things because remember, this isn't our world. And in this world of all the things that are coming against us, we use the practical things that we know to do. But there's a God that's above this environment. There's a God that's depending on us, not only to hear his voice, but to act out what we have heard from him, to have victory here in this earth. God is a God that's sovereign. He's everywhere. He's in everything. And none of this was a mystery to him. I think sometimes in our little believing mind, we, we picture our own situation and it becomes so encompassing that that's all that we ever think about. That's all that we ever do. That's all that we even know. And that's one little facet of the big God that we serve. So it's amazing that when we really come back to the basics of understanding that prayer is a conversation between us and God, that it allows us to lay the right foundation for us to continue to hear and also petition for him to give us more hope, more faith, more awakening, more understanding in order for us to do all that he's called for us to do. So when we talk about prayer, one of the main things that I want to really emphasize is that you are able to hear from the Lord. Time well spent is time in prayer. You are able to hear from the Lord, whether it be from his word, as he's teaching you, as you're walking through it and getting an understanding, or you're able to hear it in your spirit, where you'll hear not even an audible voice, but an umption, a, a, a moving, a nagging in order for you to do all of what God would have you to do. It can be from the simple things in order to the more complicated treasures that you go before him in order to ask what you need to do, or even in this situation that we're looking at, where there may be you know, more month than there is money, or there's not as much hope in your home for all of the time that you said, if I only had the time to do this, and now you have more time than you do ideas as to what God would have you to do. God is there. God is available. And I want you to agree with me that time well spent in prayer, time sitting before the Lord, time reading his word, time listening to studies and all kinds of things that are available, podcasts, all of that time spent with getting closer to God, getting a revelation of what God has specifically for you is time that will evolve you into the confidence of what God has to do for you and what he's already done for you.
Because again, remember, this is not a mystery to God. So one of the scriptures that I love is in Jeremiah 29, 11. And it reminds us in that scripture that God has plans for us far above what we can even think or imagine. He made plans for us. So that means if we knew all of the plans that were made, we really wouldn't in our own little minds have the capacity to know what God would have us to do step by step, precept by precept, example by example. But we continue to walk out and know that the hope from that scripture is enough to give us faith to continue to carry on. One of my favorite scriptures is in Romans 8.28, and it's actually in the message version. I love the message version because it kind of breaks it down for me. And in Romans 8, excuse me, Romans 8.26, it says, meanwhile, the moment we get tired in waiting, God's spirit is alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does are praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs and aching groanings. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. He knows our pregnant condition and he keeps us present before God. What's so amazing about that is, is that when your perception is understanding that you have a God that created you, that created your likes, your dislikes, he created you, he formed you in his very thoughts and his very being. And he not only created you, but he prepared you for all of the things that are going on around us. When you understand and know that you have a God that's going to protect you, according to Psalms 91.10, if you understand that you have a God that's going to secure you with the hope and the foundation that you need in this time, you understand and know that that prayer is no longer a choice, it's actually a condition for you to continue to be protected, for you continue to get the victory and the peace that's beyond your understanding in this situation that's going on here right now in this earth. It is so amazing to me that a lot of believers have a perception that God is up in heaven and we're here on earth and we would just better make the best of it. You got to move that perception out of your thinking. You got to move it out of your lifestyle. You need to understand that the God, the very God that sent his son, that provides far more for you than he does the birds, is the God that's here with you. His Holy Spirit is living inside of you. His Holy Spirit wants to comfort you and guide you and give you the spirit of truth that will allow you to continue to be encouraged and have the confidence of what God wants to do. You know, two things that I know, I absolutely know and believe that we are called here to do is we are called to pray out God's word, God's will in this earth. We are to take the scripture, read the scripture, get an understanding of the scripture, and pray that scripture out here in this world. And we are to pray against the enemy's strategy. We are to pray against any viruses. We are to pray against any sickness. Anything that is not of God, we are called to pray against. So when we have the foundation of knowing that God is for us, he is absolutely given us the gift of prayer, and we align ourselves with the word, we do exactly what God would have us to do. We are praying his perfect will here on earth and praying against what the devil can't take his hands, can't keep his hands on. So that is what prayer is about. That's what we need to be reminded of is that foundation. Does God care about every little thing that happens to us? Absolutely. 
But when we cast all our cares upon him, when we give all of those things to him, which again, remember, are not a mystery. We give those things to him. We don't take them back. We move forward in order for us to be strategic, in order to be more and more powerful, because the more things that God takes care of that you give to him, the more confidence you have in everything that's going on around you. So then it becomes not a prayer for just my family. It becomes a prayer for my city or my state or my nation. And that's how we align as believers here on the earth. And I know that God wanted me to just take a few minutes just to talk about prayer and just to talk about who we are and the kingdom of God. You know, I think sometimes us being believers and a lot of the old teachings about Jesus having to suffer, so we need to suffer, we don't see ourselves sitting with Jesus on the right hand of God, sitting in the places that are far above these things, these principalities and powers of darkness. We have authority over them. We have authority over all of these things that run rampant here on the earth. You know, we are peculiar beings. We are called with God's greatness inside of us, and it is enough. I'm a mother of six children. I have six people. They're not so little anymore. I have grandchildren that replace my littles, and my grandchildren, they're just perfect, just so you know. But we have six children, and I know as I walk through this life of learning more about God, because it is a ever-learning, growing experience. You know, there were times when each one of my children would go through different phases, and I would spend time with the Lord asking the Lord, how do I pray for them? How do I be a part of your plan for them? What would you have me to do? Because I always understood that my children were a gift, that I was a steward over these children. And because I was steward, I wanted to line myself up with what God would have me to do in that situation. That never changes, whether it's uh, with your children, with your work, with your school, with your church, it never changes. Our position of doing what God would have us to do is what enlightens us to be able to give God's glory over and over here on this earth. Your perception is your reality. We have to perceive a bigger God in order to know that he is right here for us and he will help not this little Terrellin, he will help this big Terrellin in him because I'm carrying out the prayer and the relationship with him in order to have more. I mean, it is just so amazing. I've seen, uh, and even recently in my own life, me petitioning the Lord, uh, not for what I want, but petitioning him because his word says that I can have it. And I would go before the Lord and I would take my one tunnel vision of believing God for certain things to transpire in my life. And then coming back, feeling discouraged, like, Lord, what happened? You know, I used your word. I prayed. I asked you for, you know, what I, what I believe that I needed in my life. And you're a God that says that whatever I put my hands to prosper, what happened? And the Lord simply came back to me and said, you know, I love you, my daughter. I love you. But there's only one way to think of things that I wouldn't be the God who I am. If there was only one way to receive from me, then I wouldn't be the God who I am. Continue to spend time with me and I will continue to reveal to you what you need to know about that situation. And you know what? That's what I did. I started spending more time with God. And I started seeing the world bigger according to my perception of him rather than just that one need. So I say to you today, if you have needs, if the coronavirus and the government and everyone feels around you that it's crazy, 
your position hasn't changed. Who you are in the Lord hasn't changed. The power and the might that you walk in hasn't changed. All of what you need hasn't changed. What you have to do is put on a spirit of prayer, a petition before the Lord, and actually a lifestyle that will allow you to build the confidence in God that you need to have in order for you to deal with everything that's going on around you. For our household, the many fields here in Arizona, you know, things really haven't changed too much for me. I actually have the privilege of being able to work from home from my, with my employer. And my husband, he actually has made a lot of adjustments in his lifestyle right now. You know, he owns a gym and he's not able to train the people. You know, in church, we're not able to touch and hug our congregation that we love so much to miss. So the changes for me weren't immediate. You know, the, the changes for me as far as the, the people that I have around you and my family that I put so much into, I still have that direct connection to, you know, I'm checking in with my kids, making sure they're good. And that's the love and the energy that I get as far as how I go about my day. With my husband, it's a bit different where he's not able to interact with his clients. You know, he has a lot of video things going on with karate school and all of those kind of things. So it's an adjustment here in our home as to what was going on. But the thing that hasn't changed is our time spent with God. The thing that actually has increased is our uh, ability of time to direct and focus what we need to spend time in God in order to understand our next steps. So what I'm telling you is things haven't changed. Things have actually grown. They've grown to the point where our confidence can't be in what we do or identifying the job that we have. Our confidence has to be in who we are in Jesus Christ. And that has been amazing. So as I'm telling you to pray, pray for me because he's at home with me all the time now. So we're just trying to work it all out, but it's all good. You know, we definitely want to make sure that we continue to feed our faith and starve our doubts. You know, the world is just, it continues to change. And this change is not a change that's going to stop. It's a momentum that continues to swirl around us. Of course, we believe that the virus will no longer spread. Of course, we believe that there's a hedge of protection over those that we love and those that we are assigned to and that we care about. But the momentum of this earth, we know the end of the book. You know, we know that we win. And we have to be in a posture that we walk in understanding and knowing the confidence that God has in us because we've already won. I went, to, we are plant-based eaters in our household right now. We, we've taken on that regimen and we're doing well with it. And, you know, one of my little trips is I go to uh, Chick-fil-A to get their, their uh, french fries. So I, each day, probably maybe three times a week, I've gone to Chick-fil-A and each time that I go to Chick-fil-A, it's a different environment. You know, the um, servers had masks in their drive-through and they're taking their order electronically. And then the next day they have gloves and masks, you know, and it's still the same procedure. And then yesterday I actually went and they had shields and they had masks and they had gloves. And I was like, wow, they're really doing it up. They're doing it up. And what they're doing is they're doing the protocol to protect themselves and protect me. But as I was driving through the drive-thru, the Holy Spirit reminded me, but this is still the same process. You're doing what you do. And that's what you have to do. You have to continue to do what you do whether it's with Chick-fil-A, whether it's with whatever employer you have, or whether it's with everything that's going on around you, you continue to do what God would have you to do. And it starts with your prayer. 
it starts with your prayer life. It starts with your prayer lifestyle. It starts with the perception that you continue to renew, to see God bigger and bigger and bigger than any virus, than anything else in this world. You continue to flow in what God would have for you to do. That is exactly what we're called to do. And this will continue to catapult you into not only praying for others and thinking outside of where you are, but getting the instruction of what God would have you to do next in order to impact his world. So I am so grateful to have an opportunity just to share my thoughts and all that um, and what God had given me because I really truly know and understand that our perception really is our reality. So we wanna make sure that we continue to perceive the right thing and continue to walk out what God would have us to walk out. So, you know, we'll just keep praying, we'll keep believing, and you know that nothing's changed for you. Um, a commitment to prayer, a commitment and a foundation built on the word of God is what's gonna see us through. And we will always have hope, we'll always have faith, and we'll always be awakened to the next steps of what God would have us to do. Thanks for letting me share.